My downstairs neighbor texted me that I was being too loud. I wasn't home. Written by Crash. My phone buzzed in my pocket. I was out at a bar about three and a half cosmopolitans deep. Tipsy. Maybe somewhat pickled, but not totally gone. Pulled my phone out of my pocket and I had one new text message. The message was from my downstairs neighbor who texted me very seldomly. Could you quit stumping around up there, please? It's very late. I sensed the aggression in her tone. One time I held a messy party on a Wednesday night and actually received a noise complaint from my landlord, whom she had spilled the beans to. Since then, I was cautious not to be too noisy. I stepped lightly, I told any guests to leave at a reasonable time, and this was odd though considering the fact that I wasn't even home. In fact, the bar I was in was about four cities over from my apartment anyway. I wasn't even in town. What do you mean? I texted back. I'm not home. My phone buzzed again, before I even had time to fully put it away in my pocket. I can hear you up there, and whoever else is with you. Please, it's very late, and I'm trying to sleep. Now at this point, I slipped away from my friend group, all dancing and drinking and partying, and I headed outside. And all the smokers were outside. I just hoped that none of the men would make any unsolicited remarks on my body while I was out there. There just seems to be something about a group of drunk men versus a unaccompanied tipsy woman. It's like they can't even help themselves. They just always have something to say. And that's when I heard a whistle beside me. I walked a little further to get away from them and I heard a, Hey sexy! from behind me. I dared not respond with even a look in their direction. Now with the task in hand was a call to my neighbor. Hopefully I wouldn't come across as totally delirious, just for a little while at least. I had to mask the subtle drunkenness. She answered the phone within seconds of me dialing. Hey, I said. Could you just please quiet down? She said, obviously frustrated and exhausted. I'm telling you, really, I'm not home. Okay, then who is? Because clearly someone is stumping around up there. No one. Seriously. I left earlier today and I'll be back tomorrow. I can completely assure you that the place is empty. I could tell she didn't believe me. Here, I said. Just FaceTime me for a second. Fine, she replied. She joined the FaceTime call, and I showed her my surroundings. I gave her a look that said, See? Oh, she said, her voice reflecting that she suddenly believed me. You're sure no one is up there while you're away? I'm sure, 
Really, no one's there. Maybe you're hearing the next suite over or something. Mm, maybe, she said. Have a good night. You too, I told her. My tone annoyed with her pestering. And we hung up. I walked back by the smokers and let myself back into the bar. And I ignored any subsequent catcalling as I did so. It took a second to find my friends again. The music was loud, the lights were flashing, and once they saw me, I saw their hands go up. I waved back enthusiastically and rejoined the group. We continued dancing and drinking the night away, and hours later, we all fell sloppily into our hotel room. In a drunken pile, we slept until our wake-up alarm in the morning, and after a complimentary breakfast at the hotel, we hit the road. I was the last to be dropped off. My chauffeur of a best friend pulled up to my apartment, and ensuring that we do that again sometime and have nights out more frequently, we said our goodbyes and she drove away as my key opened the main doors. Now next... I let myself into my suite on the fourth floor, good old 412, and I walked into such a disaster and disarray that I stepped back outside to make sure that I entered the correct suite. There on the door in gold lettering were the numbers 412. Yep, I was home. I flicked on a light and carefully explored my now unfamiliar surroundings. Dishes and cups had fallen to the floor and smashed, raining shards of glass all over. Two knives stuck into the wall right beside where my family portrait hung, which looked like it had been scribbled over with a sharpie. Blankets and pillows in the living area had an assortment of goo on them that I was afraid to touch, but I noticed that it gave off a metallic smell. I explored further, eyes bulging and muscles tensed. In the bathroom, the sink was plugged with a pair of my socks and filled with water. I found three more pairs of socks in the toilet and two in the garbage. In my bedroom, the final area I had to search, more of that weird goo littered my bed, some of it dripping onto the floor and becoming crusty in the carpet. My socks and underwear drawer had obviously been rifled through. I had about $250 of cash in my currency kept in my room as well. It was always stored safely in my bedside table which had a lock on it. But I found the cash in my sock drawer. The cash had obviously been moved, but none of it was taken. And in a panic, I called my downstairs neighbor again. Hello? She answered. What did you hear last night? What did it sound like? Someone has been in my suite. There was a pause of silence before she spoke again. 
Huh? She asked. Last night, when you said there were noises coming from my suite. Again, a pause. And then she spoke. I didn't hear anything last night. Sorry to be unable to help, but I've been away on vacation for the past week. I don't get back until Thursday, so uh, I really can't help you out here. Sorry. I ran my hand through my hair. I felt disoriented in a way that no amount of alcohol has never made me feel. No, I said. You called me last night. I assure you, I did not. Look, I gotta go. I'm sorry you were robbed or whatever, but I'm a four-hour plane right away. I can't help. Completely confused, I managed to stutter a quick, Oh, okay, before I heard her hang up the phone. Suddenly, I felt something fall into my head, and it was a sock. Thanks for listening to this bedtime story. Make sure you guys stick around for part two on the next edition of Bedtime Stories with the Scarecast podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please give it a rating and a review on your respective podcast player. And also, I am currently working on season eight, episode two, which will feature stories around Santa Clarita involving Mintryville, the Newhall Ranch House, and several other haunted locations that I've covered in several of my Instagram reels. And if you haven't checked out my reels on Instagram or TikTok, follow me on both at the Scarecast. All of the information will be in the description of this episode. As always, be safe and until next time.